Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 497, now recording live on Wednesdays, March 8th, and today is 308 day. I'm one of your hosts, Mo. I'm one of your other hosts, Kelly. And I'm another one, Adriel. Yay, happy 308. Also, International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. Yeah. So, I mean, 308 is a lady's cartridge? Correct. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I still like it though. And it will always be uh International Women's Day is always uh March eighth. So it'll always be Happy three oh eight day and Good. International Women's Day. Took took three oh eight away from us. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we can get into what we did with guns. We will start with Adriel. Um Oh, let's see. I guess I went to a gun show, and uh, that was all. That was all right. It was packed. It was absolutely packed. Um, nothing really to report. There's some people who had some powder. It was Tundra Supply. They had a crap ton of powder. Primers are still absolutely ridiculously expensive. I didn't see very many. What I did see was around two hundred dollars per thousand. At that price point, uh, you really can't reload. Uh, Was this an Edmonton? Edmonton area? Uh, Yeah, Spruce Grove, yeah. Spruce Grove, okay. Yep. And uh, what else did I do? Hit the range, try out some 223 ammo that I had reloaded. And uh, so I I tried the barn all. I'm hitting quite high, which is... uh, I I was shooting at 100. Usually I sight in for 50 or 30 yards, and I zero it. And then that just gets me out to two, three hundred. I just aim aim directly on, and I'm good to go for small rifle primers. Uh, I actually didn't see. Yes, two hundred dollars per thousand for for any kind of primers is what I saw. That's gun show prices, though. That's not real real life prices. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So I shot some some uh, barn all out of my rifle, and it grouped fine. Uh, three inches high at one hundred, which is where I want it to be. Uh, and then I shot my reloads, and they shot exactly the same place. And they this is out of my WSMCR, just like a bog standard MCR barrel, nothing special about it. And I got a nice tight group, like an inch with a red dot at 100 yards. Mm-mm-mm. Probably luck. I didn't shoot another group after that. <laughs> Mostly because the rounds are like a buck a pop, so why burn all the ammo off knowing that it's on enough and I'm just shooting three gun. I don't, I'm not shooting for groups or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I would say that was a, that was a, a smashing success. And then, uh, I also had a chance to fire a, a BCL bison, which is the, nice. uh, bolt action rifle that, uh, that BCL puts out and yeah. It shot sometimes. Yeah, injected sometimes. sometimes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most definitely worked sometimes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they've already got an update out. They've got an update out for the ejection problem and for the um, fail to fire problem. So um, both both were problems. This is a Gen One of the rifle. It doesn't have. <laughs> They haven't been out that long, have they? How long have these BCL MRXs been out? Mm, a year? Yeah, about that. Really? Okay. I well, maybe so. that gives them enough time to uh, release something with a, a fixed. It's just annoying because I remember my, my 102 had problems with ejection because they had gone off script with a weird ejector system that didn't work. And I, I think they did the same thing here. And now their fix is a double ejector. But like the Savage, the, the, not the Savage, the Ruger American does the same thing with a single ejector and they're almost the same. 
they should just figure out what they're doing wrong compared to Ruger and just tweak it, I guess. Make it make it the same as the Ruger. Anywho, it, it was a gun. Uh, and then I shot the Ruger Ranch just to uh, compare against it. And uh, yeah, it ran as well. I think the advantage there with the Bison is it can run those 20-round uh, mags and uh, runs them well. So that is uh, something of an advantage for, for competition shooters like 3-Gun and that kind of thing, not for accuracy. Accuracy out of it. It liked the 65 grain, 70 grain bullets. And best I could do was about an inch and a half uh, at 100 uh, with those bullets. With the lighter stuff, I got substantially worse. Uh, other things. Uh, did a bit of reloading. Did a video on... Oh, I did a video on the Bison and on the Ruger Ranch. I got a video that's going to go to Utreon only that... I don't know when it's going to go out because I don't know when my editor is going to finish it. I am urging them to uh, to complete it, but uh, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. Who knows? And this weekend, I've got a Sherwood Park fishing game. Uh, they do like a meeting at the start of the year with all their shooting sports where you meet like all the other people who are doing the other shooting stuff there. And I'm there to rep Maple Seed. Got a Sweet. Thank you. Know? you. You know what we got out there that I'm kind of excited about? So I'm a member right. at, at that range. They have camping spots at that range. And I got a couple of double header maple cedars that I'm going to be doing. Uh, so like Saturday, Sunday, which means I go Friday. I do a little bit of camping. I go to the uh, do the event, go back to my tent, do a little bit more camping, go back to the event. Like mm, 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 all in one space. Nice. Don't have to drive very far. One setup and I'm done. And that'd be awesome. Yeah, teaching and camping all in the same weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Good deal. So I'm gonna. I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to that. Mm. And I've been booking some other events at other locations across Alberta for maple seeds. So just kind of setting up my season for that. Oh, I guess I did a maple seed call as well. Shoot boss call, that kind of thing. First one in two months. Three is it? Three months? Two months? <clears throat> it's been a while. I got to do some stuff. I got to email some ranges and just kind of get a couple more events going. But uh, Tom got a couple going for me. So, you know, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get them in there. Yeah. I got a whole, oh, I need to get some cases. I want to get a couple more cases for maple seed rifles. So I've got like, I really like those green ones that they have at uh, Cabela's. They're like the tactical case. They're really small. Not a lot of padding on them, but that's perfect for, for like a maple seed rifle. Just like a, a minimum of padding to keep it from really getting knocked around. But then like you can stack those things. You can stack their double, double rifle cases. So I'm just going to, maybe I'll go pick up a couple of those when they go on sale. Mm -hmm. You're going to get a receipt for that. Kelly, I'm going to be <laughs> actually not you, whoever, nope, whoever's not doing me. our accounting. Yeah. Or is yep. going to get that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, since I'm going to Sherwood Park, I should probably bring a gun or two. And I just haven't mm -hmm. quite thought at all about what I'm going to bring. So, um, maybe I'll think about that while, uh, while the next person's talking. Uh, Kelly, what have you been up to for the last little while? I've been off for the past two weeks, so I have done a little bit of stuff. Uh, planning for the next She Shoots podcast. It's uh, episode 14. Is it 14? 15? 15. It's going to be next Tuesday night at 8 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. Is Are we going to still be? Yeah, we'll still be in Eastern Standard Time, I think. Uh, yeah, so it is going to be uh, the Guns of the Golden West, I think it's called. So we're going to have some reenactors on. They're based out of Calgary, and they do reenactments, as I said. But uh, we have some ladies that are on that are as well as Bad Bart. Bad Bart and Outlaw Annie. Um, there's one more lady that's coming on. Ruby Roan also. They're coming on to talk about how they got into it and how people can come out and participate in it. It's lots of fun. It's a little bit different than Cabaret Action. They they go to people's homes. They go to um, the Calgary Stampede and, and do reenactment. So it looks pretty cool. Uh, the other things that I've been doing. So last weekend was a doubleheader for... Uh, so Project Maple Seed has done uh, winter seeds here in Ontario. So last weekend was at Crumlin, which is in London, Ontario. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get to it. I was planning on getting to it, but uh, 
we had a big snowstorm, so I wasn't able to go. Uh, so our shoot boss in southwestern Ontario uh, was able to uh, do that. So a big, huge shout out to Russ and the crew from southwestern Ontario. Week prior to that, we did uh, Eastern Ontario um, Instructor Bootcamp as well as uh, Winter Seed, and that was here in my hometown of uh, Kingston. So we went out to that. It was also uh, when I said Winter Seed, and I was hoping for cooler weather uh, because we were in the plus fives, plus 10 degrees. Prior to that, we got down to minus 20. So it was a little cooler. Um, a and little we did, cooler. Yeah. And we got, we got a dump of snow as well. So it was lots of fun. Uh, we had some really hardy people on the line, and we had a great time. Uh, some other things that I was doing, the RO course that was at FRPC, I was able to help out with that. Now we're also going to be doing a range orientation for our new members come April. So that means that we're getting some new people in uh, at FRPC, uh, those that are on the wait list. That's good news for you because right now we've had a huge wait list and people are asking, when are we going to get in? When are we going to get in? Uh, so that's taken place. Uh, going this weekend to Sitzville, um, which is just outside of Ottawa, we're going to be helping with the Canadian University Shooting Federation Women's event that is being hosted by Stittsville as well as Carleton University. So I'm going to be going out there and uh, that's my dog. He just, <laughs> she, yeah. Okay. So if you hear barking, the lights go out, uh, all of a sudden there is um, me running and, and doing something. It's because probably the dog did something. Dog did uh, yeah. I'm going on a pheasant hunt, so I got things ready for that that are going to be happening on the 26th. I'm going with Kelly Kincaid and another lady. It's an all-females uh, pheasant hunt that's going to be happening about an hour, an hour and a half from here. Uh, we're going to be going with uh, our local trap and ski club. He, So the president, his name is Matt. He's bringing out his dogs, and we're going to be doing a pheasant hunt there. And that's about it, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Anyways... Talk amongst yourselves. I gotta go and fix some things. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Mo, what about you? What have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, I actually had a pretty full weekend of uh, shooting related stuff. So Saturday, uh, I went to an Ipsic match. I know, shocking, at uh, the Lonardier Club in Joliet, Quebec, and it was the second time I shot the 1911 in the Classic Division, and it was much smoother than my first match. I definitely didn't have uh, because I was aware of the the beaver tail safety issues from the week before. I I, I managed to get a better grip and, and not have that problem. And uh, just overall, I I feel like I shot better with it. I'm still a little bit slow and hesitant, but I think that'll that'll iron out over a few more matches. So I'm going to keep uh, I'm going to keep at it. Um, so I'm not quite ready to switch back to production. I'm going to keep shooting it. And um, then I stayed for the, I stayed for the teardown. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, festivities after, but I, it wasn't, I didn't have time to stay for it. Um, then on Sunday morning, I went to the Cornwall range, which is the one I mentioned that I got in as a new member and part of their uh, new member, I guess, orientation or acceptance you have to do uh, six, uh, up to six supervised um, uh, live Shoot. shoots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, there was two. I guess there's two guys that regularly go on Sunday. Two of the trainers that are there regularly on Sunday morning. So I went there and I got the signatures of the two. Um, so Did that they was, like your gun kata. Did yeah. they approve of, you, of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was. Or did you uh, do like more like an old school, like flipping the gun around on your? No, no, no. I was like, I, I, I played it. I played it like a proper newbie. So, um, and uh, yeah, so I got the two signatures, and then there's going to be an in class uh, in a couple weeks, and then uh, I guess I can get a couple more signatures there. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't take too long. Hopefully not. Then after that, uh, I was lucky to be invited uh, with by some friends to some private land for shooting, which was nice. an awesome experience. I have to say, out of all the things I've done, something about just like shooting on land and, we, and the guys that came um, brought 
uh, target stands for, with boards for the for the paper zero targets and the hangers for the steel. And like we were just out there in the middle of this field, and we we had the, the rangefinder to mark off uh, fifty and a hundred and two hundred. If we had more time, we could have probably shot to four hundred. So there was enough like you know real estate, safe real estate to shoot. And and then the best part was that I had because I wanted to work with the voodoo, and I had zero issues. What'd uh, you do? Now here, but here's the thing. There was three things I did, so I or so there's three factors. One was I had taken the bolt apart, and I did what somebody recommended was to dry it up, make sure that like you know it's super dry, there's no oil on it at all. So I did that. The other thing I did was there's a there's a voodoo video on YouTube where they show you how to slightly adjust the pin, like so that it protrudes a little bit further. So I did that. And then the third factor was it was like plus three or four. So it wasn't mm-hmm. minus. So now I don't know which of those or if all of those contributed to like, you know, not having issues, but I was just happy everything <laughs> that it worked. And and you know what? Like the thing is, I'm not that great of a shooter, but this gun is accurate. So it's nice. So I just need it, but I need it to keep working in all seasons. Um, there's going to be a match in a couple weeks at Stittsville, the, the range that Kelly uh, mentioned. We seem to miss each other there. She goes one week, I go the next week, she goes one, and so on. Um, so yeah, that was, and, and it was just a great experience. And uh, one of the guys had um, had his binos out and it was the, the Vortex, um, the one of the high-end ones, I forget the name of it. And I couldn't believe like how nice the glass like how clear how clear it was right so uh i can't remember the the name of it but um and uh really that was that was it for me how about you cal oh it's getting things more set up down south here um yeah i haven't gone out shooting but started working out in the field this week and actually yeah, things are progressing. Got my social security number coming and then got word yes. today that we got our apartment. We got approved for our apartment. So we can move it. I can move into that next Wednesday. So yeah, within the next week or two, I'll be able to buy guns down here, which will be good because I'll have a residence and my social security number. But uh, I am heading home. I'm actually flying out Friday back home to Grand Prairie, pick up my truck computer all my guns and drive it all the way back <laughs> oh you masochist oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i want to get them down here in time because next weekend is superstition mountain so basically i will drive oh, yeah. back to carlsbad get the keys to my apartment unload the truck load my three gun stuff into my truck and hit the road for phoenix <laughs> So, uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a, it'll many, be a fun uh, week. How many hours is that drive? Uh, it's 33 hours, roughly, Ooh. from Grand Prairie to Carlsbad, and then another just over nine from Carlsbad to Phoenix or Mesa. Three-day three, three day drive? Two. I think I broke it out where if I leave basically at midnight on Sunday night, I can get to my the border crossing I like at right at opening, be in Gillette, Wyoming, around 8 or 9 o'clock at night, stay with uh, Buddy Brent down there. And then from there, it'd be like 13 hours from Gillette to Carlsbad. So I could be back in Carlsbad Tuesday night. Yes. Nice. So, so, yeah. <laughs> but that's a... Pretty much, you know, that's it. Things are starting to get come together and got a place we can actually get settled into and it's going to have better internet than I'm, than I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> that's great. Are you, are you grabbing the family or just you? Just me this time. It'll be probably another month and a half towards the end of April before they come down. Yeah. No, well, good. So, You'll have everything set up for them. For the most part, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. 
are you gonna do the dude thing and have like your living room's just gonna be like a like a a lawn chair with a TV and like a PlayStation? <laughs> nice. Well, we'll we'll see what uh, becomes available. I know I'll be sleeping on an air mattress, so p- picking that up at home, air mattress, and get my priorities and figure out. Like, obviously, I'm gonna need a TV, but I think I'll be buying a desk and chair first, so I can set my computer up. Yeah. yeah. Good plan. Cool. Folding table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I already have one. A few of those. So lawn chair, yeah. like just the camping chairs. <laughs> nice. You're set. Yeah. Get a little wire spool. There's your table for out on the patio. Yep. One of those blow up beds where you plug it in and. Yeah, that's yeah, that's coming. That's gonna be my bed for the next while. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's about it for me right now. Adriel, how about you? I did mine already. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was late. <laughs> We're all done. Right. We're all done. We can move along. Uh, we'll get into upcoming events um, for International Women's Day. Join Kelly and many other ladies at the Ladies' Days in Stittsville, March 11th, uh, with the Car- Carleton University and QSF Women's Group. Yep. Uh, there is a Chaz uh, April match is now open. And um, is the next one Related Sorry, I was to- trying to I was trying to put them in, t- in italics before he got oh, there, but okay. he already got there. And the BOA, like the the big bad two day event, is uh, opening for registration April fifteenth. Okay. And then uh, so then there's a Dawson Dawson Creek Sportsman Gun uh, Club Gun Show on April first and second. Uh, then there's a Sunridge Gun Show on April 29th and mission is ten dollars and kids under twelve free. Go there and say hi to Pete. Hi, Pete. Uh, hi, Pete. Uh, we will get into the news, uh, but I think these are last week's stories. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. are. Anything interesting happened this week? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. No, not really. And every time we say it's quiet, then something bad happens the next day. So maybe oh, we shouldn't say things happened. We're just too busy. You can't cover them all. Okay. Lots of interesting things. Let's mm-hmm. move along. Um, for the uh, CCFR legal challenge, which uh, the dates have been set and it's coming up April 11th to 20th, uh, CCFR et al. versus Canada will be heard in Ottawa. Join, donate, and support the CCFR. Very important. Uh, you can do that through sending an EMT at finance at farmsrights.ca, or you can also go on their website. Um, for new gun stuff brought to you by Bullseye North, need a new boomstick? Bullseye North is Canada's shooting superstore and a proud supporter of the CCFR with a wide selection of guns and top trending gear for any shooter. Free shipping over $200. Some exclusions apply like ammo. Subscribe to their weekly newsletter to get first access to the hottest deals. And, uh, yeah, one of the things I just wanted to, to bring up that they have right now that's on sale is, uh, uh, and you would need a bolt gun that has a very tight twist to do this, but they have 22 caliber, like 224 bullets that are 88 grain, the ELD mm. match. These things would be like javelins coming out of your rifle. They're just so long. Let's see if I can get it. Yeah, right over there. That's the deal. So pretty, pretty big. That's what uh, they've got at Bullseye. And they're on sale, $52 per hundred, which is decent for mm. long precision uh, bullets. Getting on to some of the other stuff here. Uh, Rangeview Sports just got an order of uh, Caltech stuff, which means that everyone's getting an order of t- Caltech stuff. They're just the first mm-hmm. to, to announce it. But they have the SU-22E, which is kind of like an SU-16, but in 22LR. Uh, those are $700. Uh, they also have some RDBs. They have an RDB-20, which is the 20-inch barrel version, and it's 1560, uh, which is... Pretty good. I, I'm surprised those haven't really increased in price. Because no. when they first came out, what two years ago, they're fifteen hundred bucks, and now yeah, here four, we are fourteen fifty, fifteen around there. Yeah, total. Like uh, considering how much inflation has hit a lot of guns and ammo, huh. uh, I am like this is becoming a better and better deal that they've gotten. So fifteen sixties, plenty good for one of those. Uh, moving on to something that's a little bit uh, pricier uh, in terms of price range. <laughs> G4C a, has the a little bit, yeah. <laughs> APC 223. It's 5130 for a mere $5,000. That baby can be yeah. yours. 
<laughs> what is that three of those Keltex? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's three, probably three times the quality, but uh, mm. like quite, uh, quite pricey. But um, if you're looking for probably like one of the better non-restricted 223s, which I mean, we'll talk about a little bit later. There's that. Uh, new rifle in the market. North Silva is announcing the CZ TSR 308. It's a 26-inch barrel precision 308 made mm. by CZ. Comes with two 10-round mags and a hard transport case, and it looks very, very spacey. The spaciest. Look at all that rail, like, goes on yeah. and, like, clamps down there to the... Yeah, it's spacey AF. They got a rail section on the top of that brake, it looks like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. That's where you put something. That's where you put like you've if you can get a a no picatinny mount on your frying pan, you mm-hmm. burn a couple and then rounds. You burn it. Yeah, you can cook. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. There you go. Okay. You're supposed so to keep the barrel flat while you're shooting anyway, so it's practice. Don't break the eggs, right? Okay. <laughs> so it's serious though, what would you put on it? Uh, I think it, it's just it I think it's a gill. I think it's the gills on the top. It's not actually yeah. a rail. You can't put a rail oh. on, on a brake like that. It would be too hot. It looks like that's what I mean. I looks like, like a rail though. idea though. Okay, well let's let's open up the link. Let's see what other things they've like. Maybe they got some more pictures. Oh geez, it looks more and more like a rail. I know. <laughs> it can't be though. It's just silly. Highly effective. It says highly effective. And the it, get a, I don't want to chat. I want to look at your stupid. That, that yeah, it looks more and more like rail. Uh, but it can't be. Well, it's tactical, so it's very <laughs> tactical. It's the most tactical. Come on, show me a close up of that stupid break. Uh, I'm not getting it. I'm losing my uh, my will to research. Anyways, they have that. Uh, if you're looking for a shotgun with a little bit of versatility, Western Metal has the Mossberg 500 Field and Slug combo for mm-hmm. 660 bucks. Comes with a scope. Uh, so it's, it's two barrels. Uh, your slug barrel has a scope on it with a cantilever mount and your, uh, field barrel does not. It's just a rail along it. Looks like it has a cheek rest that you can stick on as well. Seems like good value. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Um, Cabela's, uh, sorry, go ahead. I said it's two barrels for one, two for one. Mm -hmm. You can get the Maverick 88 two barrels for one, but it's not, you don't get a rifled yeah. barrel, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I like yeah. that cheek piece on there because usually with a Me shotgun, too. you're sitting way over top. That's a good idea. Uh, and then finally, I'm, I'm not going to pull this up, but Cabela's Wild Wednesday is today. Oh, we actually get to talk about these sales. Um, there's some Federal Auto Match, which is 22 LR, uh, $35 for 325 rounds. They've also got some Sacco ammo for cheap today. So if you want to f- take a look, Go take a look over there today. That's all I got to say about that. That's yeah. good. Good stuff. And uh, for tonight's main topic, we thought we would discuss AR cope guns. Like, I can't believe it's not an AR. And <laughs> if I could only move to the US, <laughs> I get an AR, but I can't. What can I buy here? Now we're talking about. Um, Two two three rifles. Yeah, two two three rifles specifically. AR-ish. Yeah, okay. maybe we should talk about what makes an AR good, and then that'll help us judge. Like I would say, custom customizing it, making it your own. That was probably the, I think the number one thing that makes it the most popular. So yeah. when you buy an AR, you're buying into the platform. You're getting something that has like a changeable stock and mm-hmm. buffer too. That's easy to do. Grips that are easy to do trigger guard bottom bit which i don't know if you care or not about that triggers um i don't know how much you care about like interchangeable bolts and bcgs and that kind of thing but i guess it's nice that you can barrels barrels Barrel, yeah. nice forends forends are nice it's nice to be able to build a separate upper to change your caliber but mm-hmm. 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 capabilities and like the the disassembly on them is quite good like if you want to clean yeah, it it's easy. yep pop it open <laughs> oops so uh, you have a detent, detent in your buffers tube i don't have a detent in it no uh, 
and I, I forgot about that, of course. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's quite easy to, you know, open it up, clean it out, and uh, put it back together. Accuracy is good. They're practically free float, mm -hmm. which I know a lot of the uh, the other guns that we have aren't. So there's not really a lot. Like, these barrels whip a bit, and uh, there's not really a lot on there to worry about. There, You know, there's a gas block gas tube but the gas tube can move it doesn't really matter the gas block can move and they're not really going to influence the barrel that much you're not going to torque on the barrel by torquing on this mm -hmm. forend because it's oh well you can get a free float forend for very cheap right reliability is usually pretty good yeah there's some idiosyncrasies though like some ARs don't run 100% I had problems with like ammo, uh, some some my barrels didn't like some of my ammo. Um, mm -hmm. There's some tuning required to get like the the right weight of uh, of spring and buffer and all that kind of stuff. It's not bulletproof. It's not a bulletproof system. No, it's just been done a lot of ways that a lot of people know how to make them run properly and whatnot. I say erg ergonomics, like not too many other rifles, kind of feel and fit. You know the way they. Oh, do. Yeah, the manual of arms is pretty good it's all intuitive it's not perfect but it's damn good the bolt release is a little bit slow compared to some of the stuff out there mm -hmm. but yeah. it's pretty good uh, mag release is good mag insertion is good um, safety is pretty easy to use it's not the easiest like some of the new ones have the 45 degree like turning off yeah. the uh the 90 degrees kind of hard to get underneath that uh, that guy. It's not that bad though. It can be hard to mortar them. You ever get like a stuck round in there? Like you've got to like collapse the tube on it and ram it down to get the, you know, because it, yeah. it has a non-reciprocating charging handle. You can't use the, the charging handle to get a lot of like power on it. So that's one thing I like about like a reciprocating handle rifle is that you can kick the thing open if you need to. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they're cheap. Air, you can get an air for six hundred bucks. Yes, and right now none of the alternatives are anywhere under fifteen hundred. Uh, some that... of them, like you could get a. Oh, well, I mean, we could talk about them, but like the WK, you could probably get a used one for like a thousand bucks. Yeah, a used one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not new. But still, that's like the the cheapest. Whereas you mentioned, like the uh, the MMP, the Sport Twos, whatever they were, they were they were six hundred dollars or six twenty nine at one point. Yeah, so six fifty for the longest time, and uh, very good for that price. Hmm. Yeah. So why don't we talk about some of the alternatives, and we'll rate them on some of the different attributes we just talked about. Uh, what about the WK one eighty C Gen two? How is it for reliability, Kyle? Um, I've heard mixed reviews. I, I'm not going to give a WK raving reviews, but the the Gen Two is better than the Gen One. Gen 1. I do believe yeah. how much better? I don't know because I, from the sounds of it, and I stand to be corrected, they didn't fix the bushing issue on your piston. They think it's still the nylon bushing, and the piston themselves still break. Yeah. Um, it's nice that they narrowed up the receiver so you can actually use like an actual AR safety or AR anti-walk pins. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't think I've actually heard too much on the reliability other than known failure points and the the uh, piston bushing is a big one for me. Hmm. So how about how about the W? Uh, anyone, anything yeah. else to talk about the WK one eighty, Kelly? Well, the reality is there. there's a lot of them available as well. Mm -hmm. So if people want something, they can. And they're also not as expensive as other things. Mm -hmm. So if you need something and you're not, obviously you're not able to get an AR, get a WK-180. They, the, the company themselves, um, their warranty is pretty good. You can like, yeah. you can just text them and say, Hey, hey my piston broke, working. show a photo and they'll just mail you one. Uh, okay. What about the WSMCR? 
I've got one. Uh, yeah, so you, I think one. you have I'm... the most experience with the MCR that of all of us. Yeah, very similar to the WK, except like more steel in it. So and the it like no charging handle problems. I think the WK, like the Gen One, like it was just version after version of charging handle issues uh, breaking or falling out, or and the WSMCR never had that issue. It just always ran fine. Um, I think you have your common things you need to fix. If you had an AR and you knew like AR stuff, I think you could get the WSMCR running pretty good. Um, I do believe they break pistons too. They're just not as often as the WKs. Hmm. Um, getting into like the, well, actually really similar to those would be like the Lynx 180 or the, the TNA. Uh, those are basically just like lower upper kits. There's, mm. So we can't really comment on the reliability of those because they're just they're just kits that you can use to uh, to build on top. Uh, the Sterling, what is it? The the R18 Mark II or something like that? Mark III yeah. R18. Anyways, now we're getting into like pretty different designs because that one uses a quite different piston design. So okay. step up in price too. So it's I can't say I've heard price. anything bad about mm -hmm. the Sterling. But, well, um, I haven't heard a whole lot about them either. Yeah, the four ends like weird. It's like you can't. Um, a lot, a lot of that isn't uh, isn't standard anymore. And they are like in terms of pricing, I believe they're around twenty seven hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're quite a bit more expensive. Yeah. Uh, they have a non reciprocating charging handle on them. Uh, I believe the trigger's pretty good, and I believe <clears throat> that the accuracy is now good. The first gen that they that they brought out had real skinny barrels, and those ones, the accuracy wasn't great, but I believe they fixed that since. Actually, most of the rifles up the way to their barrels, like the original WK-180 had a skinnier barrel. The new ones that they're selling now have thicker barrels, and I, and I think these guys did the same thing. Started with thin barrel, went thicker. Uh, a couple of new ones that I have not seen to play with are the Crusader and the BCL. Uh, what is it? What's the BCL one called again? Siberian. SRD2. Yeah, um, Siberian. Yeah. And the Crusader is the Templar. Are we talking about the Templar? Templar. So yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, the receiver on it's so tall. It's it's like monstrously huge, and it's still using that. WK180 gas system, I believe. So mm. the same piston. Um, there was actually a video just recently put out uh, that talked a little bit about that gas system and why it doesn't work uh, that great. Basically, it came down to thin piston at the back, sharp angle, and then a thick piston. And because of the way it pushed back, this thin part was always going to be the bit that like wobbled and that sharp uh, transition where the spring has to butt up against is always going to be where it snaps. Oh, like okay. the original, the original, I mean, that's the SVT 40 gas system, but the SVT 40 uses a cup and a three piece rod where like all the pieces are the same and they, there's no stress points on it. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe, I believe the crusader because the crusader is, is made by the same guys that make the WSMCR. Well, they don't make the MCR anymore. They make the crusader. Now that's their upgraded version. Mm -hmm. Um, the Crusader, one good thing to say about it, they, like they have a version that comes with like decent um, furniture and whatever on it. Uh, I know a lot of uh, a lot of these things come with garbage that you're just going to have to replace right away. So it's kind of nice that that's on there. But the Crusader Templar, the regular version, no, not even regular. It's got an ACR stock. Yeah. Uh trigger tech trigger. That one's twenty two fifty. Yeah, the one with the nicer trigger, yes. Mm-hmm. I guess that's okay. And then the BCL SRV2. I thought that one was quite a bit cheaper. Seven uh seventeen, isn't it? Sixteen ninety five, seventeen, something like well, that. That's that's really decently priced. I think so. But you got that uh that gen one troubleshooting to do. Oh, it looks so good. The lines on it are so clean. 1700 bucks. The price is right. But you know what you're going to catch from getting getting something that cheap. If someone has one, send it to Adriel and he'll do a video on it. <laughs> I think yeah. you should do a comparison test on all of this. 
if I could get my hands on right. The yeah, I need to get my hands on all of them, and I need, they would need to be new versions of them because a lot of this stuff, yeah. they are, they're changing them year after year. Mm, like a WK-180, yeah. an early version WK-180 is not the same as, as a new version, and the WSMCR is changing quite a bit. The Sterling's changed. The BCL is too new to change yet. Uh, the Crusader Templar, I'm not sure if they have had like multiple generations of that. I don't think so. No. But those are all like your 180 series. I think that's all of them. Are there any others? There are, but they're not worth talking about. There's the Jard, the Jard 180. Yeah. Not one worth talking like about. Yeah. One that looks like a two by four? No, well, they have a nine millimeter that's that looks oh. like a two by four, but they have a, a, a 180 that they just really messed up. Like the the magwell on it's horrible. There's like screws that are like your over insertion stops and they like wreck your mags. It's just stupidity after stupidity. Hmm. So Let's the not one, even talk about that one. The one one eighty I wish had come into fruition was the Armalite. Was last year they were they were talking about re- bringing back their their version of the one eighty. Oh, with polymer and that kind of thing. Uh well, just I, I think it was still going to be like steel, but they were talking about actually building it when I went for a tour. There, I was oh. talking with them about that, and yeah, they're like, "Oh, we're we're talking about it." Well, you'd have hmm. a killer market in Canada because that's basically all guys are shooting right now. But I guess that didn't come to fruition. I mean, yeah, we talked about the 180 series, but we didn't talk about the original Air 180B. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you could find them, what do they go for these days? Wonderful, two, know. three grand, probably three grand. If you can find them, I don't think there's many available. No, I had one. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't act like aside from the reliability, I think they're a big downgrade from what we have right now. They're a big downgrade in like uh, replacing parts. They had a crappy forend on them. The rail, the, like the optics rail, wasn't that good. It was like a chunk of rail that you had to buy um, aftermarket and then put on or spot weld on the thing. They had a polymer lower. The polymer lower at the front of it, it like it would break at the hinge point. Like there was a number of like downsides to put to that yeah. original one eighty B. If they redid it in aluminum for the lower, I'd be interested. And like an aluminum, like give me, give me an AR four end, give me like a, a flat top rail. Yeah, yeah. Well, modernize it. Yeah. Do you know what those original AR one eighty Bs cost when they came into country? What? No, how like much? Six hundred bucks. No. What? <laughs> came in. Yeah. Well. For the longest time, you can get them for like a thousand bucks too, um, mm. but. Uh, yeah, they stopped making them. I mean, for Armalite, why would you? You can make AR-15s when, once you got those things spun up, and there you can sell them for more, and they're easier to make. Yep. So um, which one do we want to talk about next? Do we want to talk about some expensive versions, some bull pups, some bull uh, I think the step up from all those would be then we get to the CZ Bren 2, right? Yep. In mm. terms of the next jump in price, and then obviously quality and uh, reputation. Yeah. yeah, the Bren MS2. MS2, is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Yep. Are they in country? Well, they're not. Restricted? The restricted, All it's oh. all the, sh- the shorter barrel restricteds, right? What are they going for right now? Uh, 32 or 3? Mm, let's see. see. G4C, 3300 bucks. That's restricted. Yeah, and okay. unless you unless you you go through the getting a barrel for it, they're all they're all uh, restricted. But for thirty three hundred bucks, you're getting a rifle that is reliable, accurate, mm-hmm. all the good stuff. Like it's just going to run. Yeah, it's CZ. It's a modern design. Um, you're not going to have the like you're not going to be able to swap parts with an AR for a lot of those parts on it. Yeah, hardly any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I don't think. Run. Uh, speaking of, uh, uh, non-compliant, uh, air alternatives, I guess we could go with like really up in price to the BNT APC 223. Yes. And they keep going up in price. So <laughs> I saw one jam and now I'm not interested. <laughs> no, <laughs> I saw a guy shooting one at three gun. I'm like, Oh, that's sick. I love it. And I saw him jam with it. I'm like, eh, no. uh, 
that thing should tie my shoes for five grand. If it's jamming, mm, I don't know. You know, he died a little inside when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Out, out, out in Alberta here, a lot of guys have like silly oil money to, to spend on expensive uh, guns. So I think it's uh, probably fine for him. But I, that that gun is like, again, another one of those high price, but you're you're buying some quality there. Yeah. Um, and uh, then uh, I guess another cat category are the the bull pups, right? So we start with the uh, T ninety T ninety seven, I guess, and the like, you know, going cheapest to uh, most expensive. Yeah, the T ninety seven, the Gen three has a flat top on it. So like the Gen one, you had to do some cutting and some all sorts of other stuff to get a flat top on it. Gen three has a flat top, has a side charger, so. Uh, that's mm-hmm. all good. Ergonomics on the safety are still bad. It's still in your yeah. armpit. Um, but I, sh- I like the accuracy is okay with them. The trigger's still a little bit creepy. It's it's a real ghosty trigger. Like you put like you cannot feel the sear. You just like pull and pull and all of a sudden, oh, it just fires. <laughs> but uh, I like a lot of the stuff. But you can't shoot them as a lefty. You'll you'll eat brass. <laughs> yeah. But just you know, shoot and they were. I think at, at one point you could get them for a thousand, but they're probably twelve, twelve, thirteen hundred. I haven't seen them a lot for sale recently, but I feel yeah. like they're still not that mm-hmm. expensive. What do you guys think? I'm gonna Search say for a Gen Three. 12. What am I gonna find? FOC's got one. Let's see what the price is on this thing. Thirteen hundred, but out of stock. Ah, uh, okay. Under if any, if you have to get them used, email when stocks available. That one was thirteen fifty. Got some on. Oh, used market thousand bucks, thirteen hundred bucks. Yeah, they're on the used market. There's some originals for twelve hundred, eleven hundred, thousand bucks with a flat top. Yeah, you, that that is going to be the lowest price option. Yeah. Yeah. And then the step up from that would probably be the Caltech RDB, which we I like uh, RDB. Yeah. Yeah. I like it for if you're a lefty, that's the gun to go for. Because it's it just dumps the brass out the bottom and uh adjustable gas system, which is really nice. So you can tune your gas system to whatever round you're shooting and, and not have like a real, like a lot of those one eighties, they all use a fixed gas system, not all of them, but most yeah. of them use a fixed gas system and they hammer the crap out of the bolt <laughs> because they're way over gassed and they're just yeah. beating the hell out of it. Uh, but with that RDB, you could tune that in. Uh, there's aftermarket parts for the fore end for the trigger, but don't do it because you have to crack in, like you have to crack the thing in half and it's a total pain in the ass. Um, it's kind of ergonomic in a weird way. Yeah. You can run them fast. You can be competitive with them. It's an interesting look. Sometimes I look at them and they look good. And then other times I'm like, eh, it's, yeah. it's odd. <laughs> <laughs> they don't got smooth lines like some of the other guns, but it's, that's hard to do with a bullpup. Yeah. But I think the one that the step up from that, the X ninety five, I I personally think it's a nicer look, but a nicer well, it's definitely nicer a nicer bullpup overall. So well, my thing I'm with just, the bullpups is while you can get good at running them and manipulating them, the amount of work that it takes to get good at them compared to like an AR style platform or a non bullpup platform is you got to do a lot more work and practice to get good at that. You're talking about mag changes? Yeah, your manual of arms just operating yeah. it. Yeah. It's Same more way. awkward to Real drop yeah, it's more that, awkward though. to drop a mag and reload and yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Taylor out of Calgary is kicking ass with his RDB. Oh yeah, like it can yeah. be done for sure. Yeah. It's just it, it, there's some more work. I uh, I don't know like if if you started with an RDB and you don't own a semi-auto rifle, like a normal layout semi-auto rifle, is it a, is it a big disadvantage? I don't know. I don't know how many hours you got to spend in your basement, like flipping mags around and, and like practicing <laughs> that before, before you, you get it. it. You laugh, but like if you do that with a shotgun at three gun, you'll be beat. You'll be better than mid pack in no time. All you need mm-hmm. to do is like practice some of the uh, manual of arms in the basement and you'll, you'll beat mid pack very quickly. Yeah, because most people don't practice quad loading for their shotgun. 
and they're slow and they fumble, they drop shells. Yeah, well, and a lot just, of time is wasted just doing that, right? So Yep, yep. So if you practice that in your basement and you get like really comfortable with it, you can beat other people just by anyways, RDB. Yeah, I like it. Reliable, it's not gonna break break parts like some of the other ones. Well, you can't mortar it. If you mortar it, you'll you'll break the plastic butt pad on it. Which David's probably gonna mention because that's what he did to his. <laughs> <laughs> The charging handle is nicer to use than the bolt release. Oh, yeah. The bolt release on the RDB is garbage. It's garbage. like some two-button push-downy thing. Yeah. Charging handle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where are we at now? Uh, X-25 and Tavor. Um, both good. I think the Tavor looks better than the X-95. I know the X-95 is better. I think the Tavor yeah. looks better. Huh. I, I like but it's not the better X- rifle. It's not the better. No, X ninety five is better. It's yeah. got good, like the safety on it's good. The um, mag release is good. Mm-hmm. I think the bolt release is fine on it too, but not full ambi like the RDB is. No, no. no. Uh, I think we're just left with the bolts. Well, there's the Benelli MR one. If you can find uh, them, I believe yeah. that one's still game. But that's a weird one because that's yeah. Can you find it? Uh, used, I'd probably be able to find them. I don't know if I can find them new. Hmm. Yeah, but they're that uses a gas system that shouldn't really be used on a rifle. So let's hmm. just keep going. Bolty boys, bolty, bolties, the bolties. <laughs> You'd be more accurate. <laughs> uh, as a general rule, as a general rule, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Ruger Ranch is accurate. I was shooting yeah. that one over the Oh, that's a here. great, great firearm. Yeah. Oh, Tyler, yeah. Uh, Tyler mentions one we missed, the HKSL-8. Oh, yeah. It's German space magic guns, yeah. This, yeah, space magic, yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, the one thing with that is I, it's a proprietary mag. They don't have a Stanag I don't believe so, like no. That? It's, it's a proprietary mag on that, I do believe. Uh, we'll wait for Tyler to, to clarify if uh, if that's got its own option for a Stanag mag adapter or something because that would be a, a deal breaker because yeah. in any of these action rifle sports, well, that's not what we said. We didn't say that we have to shoot these in three gun. We just said it has to be no. two, two, three semi auto. It's kind of like an AR. H and K S L eight's just like that. Proprietary mag and all. Uh, there's a conversion kit, if I recall, is what he says. Okay. Hmm. It's possible. You're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah, for the Bolties, the Ruger Ranch is good. Uh, sometimes it, like, I found that like it, it's got a, a very short magwell on it because it's a bolt action rifle that they just like stuck an AR magwell on. And it's not, it does, it's not supportive enough and it allows the mags to rock. And sometimes mm. it doesn't feed rounds. So you put the mag ah. in and you run the bolt. And I saw, I saw um, actually a listener of the show, uh, them and their, I guess their daughter uh, shooting it. And uh, that's what they ran into was, uh, was failures to, uh, to feed and it, uh, pro- probably mag related. Right. Yeah. yeah. Asked him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the BCL MRX, which I was talking about a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. 20 round mags. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slick bolt. Yep. Yeah. But still some teething issues. Maybe yeah. they've got those fixed. Sig Cross is out there. That's around 2500 bucks. But now you're getting... Now you want to talk about accuracy. Yeah. Now you're actually getting something with some decent accuracy. Yeah. And like a cool gun too. Yeah. Not a tank. That thing. I think they're like six pounds or under. They're super lightweight. Oh, they're that light? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, CZ has... It's not the Alpha 600. It is the Trail 600. Let me find it. Yes, it's the Trail 600. The 600 Trail. That thing um, is a lightweight chassis style bolt action rifle. And it takes, I think those are AR mags. I want to believe those are AR mags that it takes. Features AR mag uh, compatibility in 223 and uses CZ Bren 2 magazines in 762 by 39. Yep. Okay. It's possible. 
And then I think the the one that came out soon after the bands was the uh, Maple Ridge Renegade. So yep. you can take all your parts from your AR and stick them on that thing, and you're ready to roll. Tyler was just linking to that conversion kit from Aztec Armory. So it is possible, yeah. and it is a product, and you can buy it in yeah. Canada, or at least at a place that imports to Canada. Thank you, Tyler. Which one would you guys get? Which alternative would you get under which circumstance? <laughs> if I could get a non-restricted Bren, then I would buy that. Oh, I think the Bren is the right. If they could just bring them in with a longer barrel, I think that that would be the right choice. If you had like, like three grand. Like if they put out a pre-order and I could order, I, I would. I would. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I didn't pretty. mention the uh, SG542. They're not really available that well. Kelly, what about you? Um, I think that well, I got a WK already, so I really like shooting um, the X ninety five. So, mm -hmm. um, I think I would get my own, or I'd actually go along with Mo as well, the Bren too. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you want to co-buy one together? Sure. Let's do that. And then we'll share custody. Yeah, we can meet in Cornwall <laughs> and opposite weeks. How's that? Yeah, or Stittsville. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> Kyle, are you um, are you going to buy one of these? Or are you just going to get an AR? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I would actually look at maybe like a Sig Cross or something. They're cool. Yeah. Get a bolt because, yeah, for semi-auto, I mean, the B&T, I'd love to try that. Or the Bren 2, M2, but MS2, but uh, yeah, no, AR when I can build them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the thing holding me back from the Bren is just the fact that it's restricted right now. And it's just mm -hmm. kind of a hard thing to, to make. And you're going to spend 600 bucks to make it non-restricted. And I'm cheap. So I think for myself, I want to believe that the Sterling yeah. R18 or the BCL are going to be the choice Supposing one of them can manufacture at a high volume and to a good quality. Good quality, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I really don't know uh, between the two of them. I, I've heard good things about the R18. I've heard good and bad things about the BCL. Um, but they're both more in my price range, <laughs> especially the BCL. Yeah. If, if it worked, that would be amazing. Hmm. Because it's seventeen hundred bucks and it comes with uh, like a decent two hundred dollars stock on it already, and a nice foreign that you don't want to replace. I think we, uh, yeah, yeah, I think we mentioned a lot of good rifles. Yep. If you think, uh, let us know in the comments what you think you should get uh, as an AR cope gun, and we'll mention it as we go along here. Yeah, mm -hmm. there are options out there for you. I just want to use my AR though. Yeah. So accurate. So short. Oh, where'd I put it? Oh, down the ground here. If I could just take it to the range, that'd be amazing. Soon, oh. maybe. Soon, maybe for you. Soon. I forgot the bit of news. Alberta announced they're going to put in a. Oh yeah, that firearms act. There. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only reason I didn't put I didn't put it in is because I was waiting for Ian to do a review of like what it actually meant and if there was anything mm -hmm. good in there or if it was just like Saskatchewan's deal where it just makes it so that the province is responsible for uh, compensation and seizure of firearms. Yeah, he hasn't come up with anything yet. I mean, it's just been a day though. I know, but still, he's usually yeah. it's out in ten minutes with him. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully it's going to be like there's parts in that bill that are very interesting. There's parts yeah. where it's like, oh, the lieutenant governor of Alberta is going to be responsible for, for classification now. It's like, for real? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you guys are? I don't think it, I don't think that'll work. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, good on you guys for trying. <laughs> they are yeah. non-restricted. Done. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that would be. Oh, that's all I need. I don't care about all the other stuff. ACR. Okay, yeah. I mean, those guys will care, but if they could just buy an AR, ooh, 600 bucks, and they could just fix their problems. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tomas says, can confirm RDB mag changes are better when you have never owned a standard pat pattern AR rifle. 
you don't know what you're missing. So you don't mm-hmm. care. You just learn with what you got. Hmm. True. Okay. We right. will get we will get on to listener feedback. Uh, we have the first email from Jonathan, which I will cover. Uh, hey, guys, I started getting into guns last year, so I still have lots to learn. I want something AR-like to shoot, but being in Canada, that's a challenge. I've read a lot of Adriel's reviews and his article on the wild world of Canadian AR-180s, and I'm thinking that might be the way to go. Obviously, I want something non-restricted until they ban everything. I'm considering picking up a used WK-180C or WSMCR and swapping the lower for a Lynx-180B. What would you recommend? And if you if you do get a WK, should I stick with a Gen 2 or a Gen 1 uh, be fine if I'm swapping the lower? Thanks for the help. I'm, that's that's the more inexpensive way of doing it. So if you're like budget, budget uh, limited, go that way. That's the way I went. Okay. Hopefully he'll find the main topic helpful for him as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's we gave like a lot when of... I, when I saw his email, that's why I was like, oh, let's do this. Let's talk about the Aircope rifles. And oh, so he was there. the inspiration. Thank you. Yeah. And then our next letter, I'll, I'll, I'll read this one too. I feel like practicing my reading tonight. Uh, from Spencer. Hey, guys, after Kyle was talking about U.S. ammo prices last show, I thought I'd forward a flyer from my local gun store. You can see the ammo prices around here at brick and mortar shops are still pretty high. This is one of the biggest gun stores in the U.S. and their ammo prices are still terrible compared to what you can find online. For online companies, I would recommend a site called SG Ammo. They usually have the most competitive pricing on standard calibers and they are easy to work with. They do free shipping on orders over 200 dollars and the sales tax they charge is just the base uh, rate for the sh- for your state so no additional county or city taxes there's also a website called ammo seek that they may uh, that may help find online deals although lots of times their information is pretty stale still can be uh fun to browse and is how i found sg years ago take care spencer so the flyer is from adventure outdoors there's some decent stuff on here though. Yeah. Even even as that nine millimeter one fifteen, twenty five cents around. That's looking at that, yeah. For real? Like that's pretty amazing. Uh twenty two five hundred round box for thirty four bucks. Pretty good. Three oh eight twenty rounds for twenty one bucks. That's just like full metal jacket stuff, but still a buck around for factory ammo. Hmm. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. That was going for. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was listening. Yep. Uh, so, anything from YouTube, Adriel? Oh, I bet there's some people complaining about uh, the. Oh gris- no! <laughs> I'm logging in, <laughs> and it's the first comment. <laughs> Although I think <laughs> our last show because it says you need to fire heavy field loads first to break it in. Hi, Adriel. <laughs> uh, Trevor Furlot, I remember that guy. Yeah, uh, says evening, gents. Uh, Tony was mentioning. Now I think did we get that? No, we got that comment last time. We read that one, so I think that's all of them. Yes, that's all of them. Okay. And uh, if you go to our website, you'll find a Cabela's link. And if you use that link for one of your purchases, it'll help support the show and you'll buy something cool. And then we will also mention it uh, once a month. We'll mention all the purchases. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so, do, do so through Patreon and at Utreon. Um if you'd like to email the show, we'd love to get your letter and read it online uh, or read it live at slamfireradio at gmail.com. And uh, anyone have a shout out tonight? Not a shout out, but one of the one of the listeners had asked, um, should we do should they do Patreon or Utreon? And our cut is better with Utreon. So Utreon, let's do let's do the new thing. That's what we recommend. They're both good, but Utreon is uh, the cuts better. Because they're newer. That's some good honesty. Kelly? 
No, I'm good. Thank you. Kyle? You want to talk about your new coffee maker? <laughs> well, yeah, I got a coffee maker now. Didn't mention <laughs> that, but uh, I know I got my internet got crappy last week, so I'm going to shout out uh, Carrie and uh, Dean for um, taking me out shooting when I first got in the country. So, what'd you shoot? Co- I told you it was a, it was an AR. Mm. Oh, the voice has yeah. to go through again before it gets to you, and then we got to come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. An AR. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Lucky. 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 But we shouldn't be jealous. We have lots of good alternatives, right? We have lots of alternatives. Not oh, we're gonna leave out the good part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're like all we can still something. be jealous. They're all missing yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. They're all missing something. We're all missing something. So what are you going to do? Uh, I have no uh, shout outs tonight. Um, check us out on Gunners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. Watch us on YouTube and Utreon. Join the CCFR, which is very important. And see you all next week. Later, everyone. Bye. Hey, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.